from Red Hook in the heart of the Hudson Valley, this is Radio Rotary. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell. And this is Jonah Treadwasser. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world. People applying Rotary's motto of service above self. And we're coming to you from the Red Oak Rotary Club's meeting at the Apple a Day Diner on South Broadway in the heart of Red Hook, New York. Our guests are fellow Rotarians Glenn Goldstein and Susan Simon, who will be discussing today's economy. Thank you so much for being here. Good morning, Susan Simon. And thank you to Red Hook Rotary for having us. It was a fabulous breakfast. Good morning, Susan Simon. Good morning. And good morning, Glenn Goldstein. Good morning. So everyone has on their mind and on their lips the economy. It's all you hear about. It's all people talk about. How did we get where we are today in the economy, Glenn? How did we get where we are today? That's, that's it's a loaded <laughs> question. Very question. Do we, do we start in 2008 or, do they, do, or are we starting in 2000 and the end of 2010? Any, any place you and Susan want to start. We, what do you could, think? we could start in 1600. <laughs> 1600, but since we sort of hit an abyss and now we're sort of coming out, let's, let's talk about how we got into the, uh, the abyss first, or right. at least in part, and then we'll talk about hopefully how we're climbing out of the abyss. Is that yes, reasonable? Please. Sure. Well, in, in 2005, 6, and 7, um, as most of your listeners know, we had it was very easy to get a real estate loan. And as such, housing prices climbed and climbed and climbed, and people um, used their homes as their personal piggy banks as they um, appreciated in value. You mean like through a, a home equity loan? Home equity loan. Or or like an ATM. Like an ATM right. card. That's exactly right. Is that a direct hit at me? I'm just no, no. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. Sarah, when she's not being the queen of morning radio, is in the banking industry. But uh, we don't talk about that. No. All right. <laughs> anyway, you were saying Glenn Goldstein. And, and, ever, and everything blew up for, for a host of yes, reasons. Yes, it did. And now housing prices are down a great deal in value, and people own homes that are worth less than they, uh, their equity is, is less than what they owe on their homes, and it's caused a huge stress to the economy that has, um, there was overflow to, to everywhere. They, they call, call that being underwater, right? Being underwater. Now let me ask you a question, and, and Susan, uh, maybe you want to comment on this. I know that when my wife and I bought our home more than 30 years ago, we had to come up with a 20% down payment. They looked at our income very strictly and said, you know what, this is the house range, the range of price that you can buy into. And we took that to the real estate broker, and they took us around beautiful Red Hook, and we have our home, and we're very happy, of course, but how did that change from 30 years ago to today? I, I think a lot of it is based on greed, and that's not pointing fingers at anyone in particular, but... Um, Greed came into play, and people began Absolutely. to people began uh, to use their homes as ATMs, and banks allowed them, and that's all tied into uh, wanting to have a certain amount of income so that uh, share prices go up, and and, and it, it was just this. Uh, cycle that took place where it kept expanding and expanding and expanding, but there really wasn't a strong foundation uh, underneath to support all the money that was going out. And many people got loans that were inappropriate for them and were convinced that they could afford it, when in reality, 
they really couldn't. I just want to clarify something. It wasn't specifically banks. There were finance companies involved here. Because banks are under a different scrutiny as and always have been than finance companies. And, and the, Sarah would never let you get a blown into an apartment. And a finance <laughs> the a very, finance very companies, the secondary market are the people that led the way um, to the to basically everything crashing and burning. Um, not necessarily at, uh, the community banks in particular. Um, I just have to stick up for that. Um, and we are back to what Jonah, Jonah's point of when uh, a lender was looking at your, fine, at your income and your credit and your ability to repay a loan, we're just, we've come full circle now back to more sound lending practices. And there is a difference between the investment banks and a bank. All right. Investment banks were involved with that too. Yeah, the whole the whole problem was was exacerbated at every single level. I mean, when someone came to appraise your house, they basically the number that they that they provided was the number that was needed to get the loan. How they magically always got to that number is, is beyond. Well, the market here was inflated too, so there was proof to yeah. to support the comps at that time. Right, but no. Uh, we're, we're talking to but Glenn Goldstein and Susan Simon. Both and let, let's, let's just give Glenn his real credentials here. Yeah, he's Glenn, not just a regular. About, he's about a managing director of portfolio management at Focused Wealth Management and a, a Rotarian in Red Hook. And, and president of Red Hook Rotary. Oh, now that I didn't know. Right. Now, I knew you had a deer or a deer hit you <laughs> <laughs> early. Was it earlier this week or on the Wednesday? Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> but he's safe and sound. And Su Susan Simon is a registered financial consultant and registered life planner, vice president of Third Eye Associates Limited, and a registered investment advisor. And I a future president of Red Hook Road. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surrounded by greatness. <laughs> But this, this problem was, was exacerbated, you're right, by investment banks that would very often when, when banks um, initiate mortgages, they very often sell their, these loans. And they, they were getting repackaged by investment banks for the most part, um, Lehman Brothers being one of them. Well, Glenn, just tell our listening audience, for those that don't understand the difference between uh, an FDIC type of a bank and an investment bank. What is the difference? Well, well in an FDIC investment bank, there, there's an insurance um, for deposits. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, FDIC, there's a fine line when you get when you get to big ones, I mean, J.P. Morgan is is both. A lot of the banks are both now, so I'm not really sure where you're you're going. I guess I was just trying to define the difference between a real investment bank and a bank oh, that's that's in the heart of your town. An FDIC right bank, their their main job is to take deposits and lend money to to people, small businesses. Uh, the larger the bank, obviously, the larger their assets. The, you know, the more they can lend. Uh, an investment bank is really more of an in investment company. They um, they certainly advise people on investments, um, investment banking. They help large companies raise capital uh, by helping them issue bonds, by um, issuing stock, etc. They have a different function in the yeah, economic yeah. food chain of life. But there's been a lot of overlap in, 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 recent, in recent history, and there's a question whether that's a good thing or a bad are, thing. Are there more controls being put into place 
with that kind of, let's call marriage or overlap, well, I think that was a good word. There Susan? are more controls. Unfortunately, very often the controls are a result of something catastrophic that's happened. Isn't that always the way? So there was a rule put in place because, um, because yeah. of this. Yeah, and they close the barn door after the cow. Right, it's a reaction there to you something. Go. And usually when the rule goes into place, because of a reaction, it um, affects people that didn't necessarily need to have that rule there. So it's, uh, yeah. it, it is quite yeah. a connection. Well, I'd like to tell the tale. Yeah. I can attest to that. Well, I don't want to take a stand one way or the other, but, but I mean, to me always, because everybody is asking for more regulation, and, 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 and personally, um, although I'm not opposed to more regulation, the real problem here is the, the, the regulation that was on the books just wasn't enforced. Well, in the minute or two we have left before the break, uh, we're talking with uh, Red Hook Rotarians Glenn Goldstein and Susan Simon about the economy. We're talking about how we got here, the history of the situation. What about outside influences, the attack on the World Trade Center, um, the troubles in the Middle East and the price of oil? How does that affect our economy uh, and get, how did it get us where we are today? I've very often heard the term that um, oil is the Achilles heel of the economy. We seem to be like very much at the effect of the price of oil. But then again, you also have to consider we are so, and you've heard this term before, we are so in a global society. There is no more, you know, this happened on our soil or their soil, and that doesn't matter to us. We are one. Yes, we are. We are global. We are a global society now, global economy. If something happens in China, 10 minutes right. later, it's hit Wall Street in New well, York City. So after the commercial break, we're going to, now that we know what the history has been, we're going to explore what you advise our listeners to do to make their own financial status a little bit more, more secure. secure. Let me remind our listeners that they're in tune with Radio Rotary on Hudson Valley Talk Radio and around the world by podcast on iTunes and at www.radiorotary.org. My name is Jonah Trebloss and my co-host is the effervescent Sarah O'Connell and our very special guests are financial advisors and experts Glenn Goldstein and Susan Simon, Red Hook Rotarians. We're coming to you from the Apple a Day Diner on Route 9 South Broadway in Red Hook in the heart of the Hudson Valley. And Sarah, who brings us Radio Rotary this week? Well, Jonah, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of Arlington, Poughkeepsie, Brewster, Cairo, Chester, Congress Valley Cottage, Fishkill, Goshen, Highland, Hyde Park, Kingston, and Kingston Sunrise. And we'll be back with more Radio Rotary after these important messages. In 1985, while polio was paralyzing 1,000 children a day, Rotary International committed to a goal, a goal of ending polio worldwide. Very soon now, after contributing nearly $600 million and immunizing over 2 billion children, the goal will be achieved. Eradicating polio worldwide. That is humanity in motion. That is Rotary. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org.
What would you do if a friend, coworker, or a loved one collapsed? Calling 911 alone will not be enough. Over 1,000 people a day die from sudden cardiac arrest. Many can be saved with early intervention. HealthSave offers CPR courses on a daily basis at our facility in Rockland County. We'll come to your home or business if you prefer. Call us toll-free at 877-277-6233. That's 877-277-6233. Or visit our website at healthsave.com. That's H-E-A-L-T-H-S-A-V.com. Leave the E off of save for emergencies. CPR training is for everyone. Learn CPR. Become a lifesaver. Juddelson Giordano and Siegel, CPAPC, is a full-service accounting, tax, and business consulting firm. JGS specializes in business succession planning, including ownership transition, management transition, as well as family and non-family transitions. The JGS staff works alongside you to solve the problems of your specific business or personal situation. JGS is conveniently located on Route 211 in Middletown, New York. To learn more, please contact JGS at 845-692-9500 or visit them on the web at www.jgspc.com. Juddelson, Giordano, and Siegel, your essential partner in business. Hudson Valley Talk Radio. And welcome back to this edition of Radio Rotary. We are broadcasting live from the Red Hook Rotary Club at the Apple a Day Diner in the heart of Red Hook, New York. Which is in the heart of the Hudson Valley. Which is yeah, your Rotary Club, Jonah. And the sun is shining. And you're a past president. I'm past president. And we well are chatting with your fellow Rotarians from your club, Susan Simon, who is a registered financial consultant and registered life planner, vice president of Third Eye Associates Limited and a registered investment advisor, as well as Glenn Goldstein, who is the managing director of portfolio management at Focused Wealth Management. So welcome back, So Glenn, hello again, and uh, Susan, hello again. Hello. So um, I made a boo-boo. I said you wouldn't give advice, and actually, uh, legally, you're not supposed to give advice. You can give opinions. Opinions. So now that we know the history and the background of how we got to the economy, what is your opinion on how we get out of this uh, this mess? Who wants to go first? Well, let's I was going to say we should just dig a hole and throw everybody in and start over. Susan Simon. Putting kidding aside, Susan, what do you su- suggest? Well, how do we get out of this mess? That, that, that's different for everyone. But I think my opinion is when it comes to people's personal finances, their goals, uh, planning is very, very important that you have a plan in place because when the markets get choppy, whether they're good or bad, emotions come into play. And as soon as emotions come into play, we're not thinking uh, with our full capacities. And sometimes, or should I say very often, mistakes are made that wind up uh, really taking away any, any possibility of fulfilling on your goals. That's an excellent, excellent point. Put things in place, be thoughtful before emotions run high. And that's, that's a great life lesson, but people don't necessarily apply that to their finances, I don't think. They, they need feel to hold their hands very often because what happens is, and, and this happened in 2008, the public, the what we'll call a retail customer, is generally selling when they should be buying and buying when they should be selling. 
And that's a huge You mean as problem. far as stocks it's, it's and investments or their homes or just getting in or bailing out at the at the wrong time. It's sort of because I mean markets are ruled by by fear and greed and um, that's what happens when everybody is uh, the dot com crash is, was a perfect that's example, a great example of everybody on the greed side. Explain Every, explain what that is, Glenn Goldstein, yeah. for those who may not remember. Well, the dot-com crash was when a whole bunch of um, high technology, mostly internet companies, that never had any chance of making a nickel, um, went up astronomically in value, and there were people that made quite a bit of money, and people kept on jumping on board, and um, then the world came to an end, and, and people lost a, a great deal of money. And, and, and it took the market down for a short period of time. And, and what happened is you had all these people jumping into the market and buying all of these garbage stocks for all intents and purposes at the top. And then when the market came down and crashed, they this got so the scared. This the 80s. This, this is the no, this is 2001. The, oh, 2001. What okay. comes around goes around. Gotcha. And, and, and so then they, they ended up selling the bottom. And, and quite frankly, the same thing happened in 2008. People got really scared, and they couldn't take any more pain. And, and that's why I think what Susan was saying before, you have to have, you have, to have a game plan. And, and that gets into how one in, invests their money. I mean, people should start with their retirement money, frankly, in today's world, given that we have no idea what Social Security is going to be like. Everybody is living longer. You're going to need more money to live in retirement. So, that, so that's where you start, putting away as much money as humanly possible for retirement where you're going to end up working, you know, for, for your whole life if, if you're fortunate, fortunate enough to have a job. And you have to be diversified, and, and, and you, you, just, you just have to be smart. And, and never put yourself in a position where you are ruled by the fear factor when things are, are bad. Things, things will go up and down. So let's say you do have the self-discipline to set aside a portion of every paycheck for savings. Uh, I remember when I was started out working as a young man, they, they uh, recommended the payroll savings plan to get savings bonds. You hear on uh, radio and TV and see print ads about buy gold coins. What should people be doing, in your opinion, to uh, sock that money away for their golden years? Uh, once again, I think uh, a plan should be in place so that once you have the plan in place, you start to have timelines. And different pools of money are, can be invested for the different timelines that you have. So going to retirement, if somebody is, say, 30 years old, you can figure they're going to be working for another 30 someone, years. Someone like Sarah, for there example. You have it. Yeah, so you'll be working for another 30 years. You have a nice long timeline, but then again, there's uh, all the other factors that come into play, your own personal uh, risk of tolerance. You have to be able to sleep at night. Um, you know, maybe not too well in that. If you don't, if you, you have to have a little bit of risk there to be able to get the return, but it's really the, the balance of the two. And uh, people should be really looking at a diversified portfolio, not concentrating on one particular sector, even if it's the one in favor. Because what happens is when something is in favor, you're usually buying high. When it's out of favor, if you freak out, they're selling low, and then you're running to the next thing that's already in favor, buying high again. So if you're diversified, there's something in your portfolio at any given time that's doing well, or maybe not, but you're buying it at a lower price. And 
you work with someone that either can guide you in that, or very often a retirement plan, they have guidance. Oh, yeah, portfolios that are already Managed. allocated. Right, for your so you're talking about seek professional advice and try and have a plan in place so you're not reacting with pure emotion. Right. Don't chase performance. You will always lose. You will always be at, at, the, at the end of the game. You'll always be the dumb money, the person buying when the smart money is, is selling. Historically, this year's losers, and, and there are certainly exceptions, are next year's winners. And people get themselves caught in this spiral whereby they're always, you know, on the wrong side. And that's why you really need a game plan. And, and the other thing, is you, need, you need assets in bonds, you need assets in, in stocks. Uh, people should not ignore life insurance based on their personal situation, whether it's term, universal, whole, now there's index universal life. People who, who need to establish a living benefit in retirement whereby they're creating their own pension should not ignore variable annuities regardless to anything bad they've heard about them because it's foolish and there are a lot of good products out there. People really have to be diversified and they have to do on a regular basis, whether it's quarterly, yearly, they have to rebalance their portfolios. And this is so how important. often how often do you suggest for the everyday person who goes to work and is trying to put money into their retirement account, whether it's a 401k, an IRA, a pension, whatever it is, how often should they annually review that? Yeah, and, and, that's my prediction. Yeah, and I, don't, I mean, I, 
I think Social Security down the road will look a little different. I don't think it's going to be vastly different. I think the area to really look at is Medicare. Medicare is um, where our biggest, our government's um, challenge, biggest challenge in terms of future liability. Um, there'll probably be changes to both, but I think Medicare is more radical. Well, Glenn Goldstein and Susan Simon, Greta Protarians, thank you so much for joining us on Radio Rotary. And our thanks to the Red Hook Rotary Club for hosting us. It's been a treat and a delight. And tell me, young lady, Miss Sarah O'Connell, who brings us Radio Rotary this week? Well, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Rotary International, Rotary District 7210, and the Rotary Clubs of Millbrook, Newburgh, New Paltz, New Windsor, Cornwall, North Rockland, Pleasant Valley, Port Jervis, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, and Southern Ulster. Well, Sarah O'Connell, this is Joe Tree Blosser, thanking you for tuning in and inviting you to join us again next Friday morning at 9 for another edition of Radio Rotary right here on Hudson Valley Talk Radio. Literacy Connections will be holding its annual Community Spelling Bee at Marist College on March 15, 2011 from 9 a.m. to noon. The bee is supported by local businesses and organizations, which breaks the cycle of illiteracy and poverty in our communities. Admission to the bee at Marist on March 15 at 9 a.m. is free, and the competition is loads of fun. For more information, contact Literacy Connections at www.literacyconnections.org. That's literacyconnections.org. The new Windsor-Cornwall Rotary Club welcomes renowned herbalist and author Susan Weed at a special benefit lecture, plus Q&A, on Saturday, March 26 at 1 p.m. at St. John's Episcopal Church on Clinton Street in Cornwall, New York. Tickets are just $50 and includes a lunch with vegetarian option. Seating is limited, so reserve early. For information, call 845-246-2713. That's 845-246-2713.